Justin, you asked me a very important question right before we started recording, and I was like, save it. Save it. This is intro material. This is about food, and it's about preference. And so that's, I think that's us. That's things, what we talk about every week. That's that's a hitbox intro. Um, what was your question? I don't remember exactly how you phrased it. Um, Hit how, me with it. How hot do you drink your coffee? Well, Justin, it's interesting that you asked that. Uh, because for me... Is it coffee? Are you asking coffee exclusively? Or are you asking like bevies in general? Because coffee, I don't really drink. I don't really have hot coffee very frequently. Um, I guess it would be beverage in general if you don't drink coffee. Um, I I like them hot. I like them to the point where when I swallow it, it kind of hurts. Like okay. I kind of feel the heat go all the way down me. Okay, I got. Is that good for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get it twisted. That's I do not think you should do that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I, but I like it. Okay. Like, I like how that feels. Like you're on the verge of boiling when you drink it. Yeah. It uh, feels bad. I mean, like, like it feels good and bad. It's kind of like, I really like milk duds cause I like how the way they feel like they're pulling out my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I like like good and bad. You know what I mean? Did I ever tell you how I literally, this, I didn't use a milk dud. I used a now and later one time to literally pull out a loose tooth. What is it now? And it's like, later. a it's like a starburst, but if it's harder, oh, yeah. It's like a really oh, hard. Oh, I've had these. Yeah. So I, Dude, I, remember, oh, I had like a loose tooth. I literally bit down on it and then bit up. And when I when I bit up on it, a tooth was on my now and later. So a few things. First of all, you as a child, then I assume you were a child, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. OK. Um, I mean, that is prime tooth losing age uh, uh, or I guess rather state of being. Um, but. What you've done is you've rediscovered the phrase, the origins of the phrase, bite the bullet. Are you familiar with this? It, wait, is that what it what it meant? So bite the bullet is like a phrase that has been around, I think, since like the our Civil War. You know what I mean? Our um, Civil War. Ours. We'll own that one. Yeah, I mean, well, so once I was when I was in Australia for school, <laughs> I was like talking about like their their railroad crossing sign is a red X on uh. a blue background. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Oh, what? What is this? What's happening here? Why are we? Why are we flying this colors? <laughs> this this particular flag, and they didn't know what it meant. And I was like, "Oh, it's from the Civil War." And I was like, "Do you guys know about it?" And they were like, "Why would we know about your Civil War?" And I was like, "Fair point. That was very American of me to assume that everyone knows about it. Our Civil War. I'm not talking about Captain America and Iron Man, but um, but when people get shot, they would like doctors wouldn't like be able to like put people out." in order to like do surgery on them or like amputate stuff. So they'd have the, put the, like a lead bullet in the, like in their back teeth. And so if they're going to like, like do surgery or like chop something off, they would just let them bite down on it. You know what I mean? But so, th- so that's where the phrase like bite the bullet comes from. Cause they would just like, you know, bite the bullet means to like, uh, just deal with it. You know what I mean? Um, and what would happen because bullets were made out of lead and yeah. lead is like a malleable metal is they would people would bite so hard that they their teeth would go into the lead and then they'd have to pry their jaw open and rip their teeth out because it was in the in the bullet. So that's kind of what you did with your whatever it was, Mike and Ike or whatever. Uh, I think I'm an idiot. I thought like part of the reason that a gun like shot was because it like hit the end of the bullet so hard and fast that it like made it explode. So yeah. wouldn't there be a situation where someone bit the bullet? And then when they bit it, they like shot through their cheek. So now someone who actually knows how guns work is going to listen to this podcast and I'm sure and laugh. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, you're right. (laughs) 
Um, but so to my understanding is like you are, yeah, you are correct. Um, but like, that's like how bullets work now where they're like in a casing and inside the casing, there's gunpowder. Yeah. And then there's like a little explosion. Don't know how that happens, but there's a little explosion and that shoots the bullet forward. Yeah, and centrifugal the force. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, quite. Um, but to my understanding in like civil war and like old timey guns, you would like, you know how they would like, they had like the stick that they would like, like kind of <laughs> yeah. push it down with. It's like a, like a toilet cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. So like they would load the gun. They would like pour gunpowder in the front of their gun and then roll like a marble, which is like the bullet right in the gun. And okay. then like kind of like push it down with this stick yeah. here and then shoot it. Okay. So, so when for the bite, the bullet situation that yeah. I've detailed, there would be no gunpowder. So it would just be a ball of lead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unpleasant either way though. Yeah. I, I can imagine. I, yeah. Um, why didn't they just use like a stick? Yeah, no, Justin, you are asking a really good question. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there are so many other things yeah. that could, like a, like a rolled up T-shirt. I guess they didn't have, like a rolled up fucking floral blouse that they had or like, whatever. Uh, some hardtack. Um, That's what the soldiers used to eat. That was pretty hard uh, to, to get through. Anything like yeah. anything else, anything yeah. else. Uh, don't they don't they people do that with like um like rubber for like people who are having seizures? Yeah, something like that. Like, so you don't, I don't bite know if your that's tongue? a thing that we, yeah or something like that. I don't know if we still do that. That seems a little weird. Now I think on it. Have but you like, ever witnessed literally some, anything else? Have Have you ever witnessed someone having a seizure? Uh, no, it sounds very scary. It was. Uh, I had experience with it. Um, I was in a, a very compact room. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, there was like a lot of people in it and. It was like a group of like 30. It was when I was in high school. And all of a sudden, like a kid just like leans on me. And, you know, I don't know about you. If a kid leans on me that I don't really know, I, of course, take a step to the left away from the kid. Yeah. And the kid slumped on the ground and started seizuring. And I was like, oh, my God, I killed someone. Um, Oh, my God. Turns out he was fine. And then he like popped up like a minute later. And I was like, what just happened? He's like, what? And I was like, you're on the ground. You're having a seizure. He's like, oh, dang. So uh, was he okay? I guess he had no recollection of the seizure and he never had a seizure before. All right. Hitbox PSA. I'm looking up what to do. If someone has a seizure. If someone. Yep. Cause uh, I don't know. Yeah. I would assume screaming uncontrollably is not a good response to most things. No, I had someone pass out on me at a choir concert once. Did you take a step to the left? <laughs> uh, yeah, we kind of we didn't really know what he's doing, so we just sort of like we kind of caught him on the way down. You know what I mean? Um, so it says support them gently and cushion their head, but try not to move them. Do not put anything in their mouth, including your finger. They should not have any food or drink until they have fully recovered. I think that mouth thing is is because there's like conceptions about like w- your tongue or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah, but like I won't put my like finger in their mouth like you know isn't that isn't that 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 old wives tale that if you bite down on a finger with the same force as a carrot uh you'll bite through the finger oh you could do that for sure yeah so like i wouldn't trust a person with a seizure they're not they're gonna they're gonna think my finger's yeah, a carrot be. yeah i tended to keep my my fingies away from chompers at all points in time it's hit box
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 133. Today, not only are we talking about video games, but we're helping you learn what to do if someone has a seizure. My name is Peter Hunspatek, and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Makovich. How are you, man? Yeah. Do you feel like your brain has doubled in size now that we know what to do if someone has a seizure? I feel like tracking that line of conversation we just had is, is really, it's a thought experiment for a lot of people. You know, we get from hot coffee to yeah. seizures. <laughs> I have truly no idea how we got there. I mean, I'll be honest, though. I, like, I think we've talked about, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show or not. Uh, every single time we start recording, I black out. Yeah, I have also, no recollection see, of yeah, what I'm saying. Nothing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, hey, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Here's a preview of what's coming up in the news. The internet has thoughts about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which we saw at the most recent state of play. Sons of the Forest has an impressive first sales week, rather first sales day. And Mortal Kombat 12 was backhandedly announced. And it wasn't even the biggest WB news of that day. (laughs) Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, we're going to get to all of that and more in a little bit here before we do just want to give you a quick reminder to join us on discord. That is the link to that is in the description of our episode. Um, support us on Patreon. If you're feeling monetarily, um, generous, go to patreon.com slash hitbox pod, become a $1, um, podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jane Knoll, like Dave Parker. Every single week you're getting an additional Bonus episode, additional 30 minutes of us chit-chatting. Last week, we played the visual novel Lover Watch, which is the official Overwatch visual novel for Valentine's Day. Um, This week, we're taking a look at games that are coming out later this year, um, but there's going to be a fun little twist to it. Uh, So there's all that more on there. If you are feeling interested, go ahead and hop on over to that. It would mean a a whole lot to us. Um, If not, no worries. Make sure to rate the episode on whatever podcast player you are listening to this on. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. Justin, you want to talk about the games that came out in the Metacritic Roundup? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. You know, I tell a lie. (laughs) Metacritic is sick right now. It Uh, hurts. We'll get into it in a second here. Metacritic Roundup. Metacritic is is, um, having a little having a sick day it's having a go yeah yeah so right now the website is broken um when i went there it was just the big logo <laughs> then like hyperlinks uh it, it's not feeling good right now uh so today the substitute teacher open critic is filling in um for for metacritic we've got two games i guess in the open critic round is it cool if we call it that for today open critic round up you got it you thank got you, it thank you thank you um sounded just like it i bet Exactly. Uh, real quick, though, it's important to note that Open Critic and Metacritic are different. Metacritic gives you the individual scores for the game uh, based on like what platform it's on. You know what I mean? So that way, like if something is terrible on PC in terms of like performance or something like that, um, it it's score on like Xbox where it might be a little bit um, stronger. Something like Wild Hearts, um, for example, uh, y- you could see that difference. Whereas on Open Critic, it's all sort of mushed into one score. Uh, luckily, we're starting with Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which is only available on the Nintendo Switch, Ooh. which has an eighty percent. That's um, that's a score. That's a that solid, is a super score. solid score. Um, yeah, you know, I've I've played this, and I want to talk about that in a little bit. But most most critics tend to to land between eight nine. Seven. I said that weird, but between like a nine and a seven, um, with some outliers, uh, there is, um, 
one outlier here is Metro Game Central. <laughs> they gave it a five out of ten. <laughs> Um, that says an underserved remaster to an unremarkable 2D platformer. That was the primary reason why the soft reboot of Kirby and the Forgotten Land was necessary in the first place. Um, I personally disagree with that, but it's always good to get new opinions. Whereas someone like um, Chris Carter from Destructoid gave it a nine, saying a hallmark of excellence. There may be flaws, but they are negligible and won't cause massive damage. What do you think of this? I think it sounds like another Kirby game is out. <laughs> <laughs> So I've, I'm playing this right now for right. work and then also uh, for fun with Elena. So I've, I've done a little bit of co-op and I've done a little bit of uh, work op, right? And um, yeah, it's pretty good. I have very fond memories of Kirby's Dream. Is it just called Kirby's Dreamland? Yeah. I, uh, Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland was the one that I played a lot of, um, which I believe was a remake <laughs> or maybe it was like a sequel. I don't know. The Kirby timeline is weird to me. Uh, I don't think it's that important. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they're not like super narrative heavy games. Um, I'm liking this. This is it, it's a fresh coat of paint for for a game that I've played before way back when I was a kid. So revisiting it is a little bit like you go, oh, I remember this. You know what I mean? In some of those levels. And then there's a whole lot of other stuff that is um, on top of it. Additional bonus modes and, and things like that. There's a whole other basically like side activity area. That's all just like really fun mini games. Um is that new Which, to deluxe? I think so. It's tough because this is also, I think, a remaster of a remake. Do you know what I mean? That hurts my brain. Wait a second. I, Kirby- I think this was on the Wii oh. as well. So it was on the Wii, then it was on the... So let me, let me look this up because this is a little confusing. Yeah. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Um... Is there like a Wikipedia page for this? Well, he had to go to Dreamland first, so there was a yeah. Kirby's Dreamland, which I think I remember from the Game Boy, if I'm correct. That's, I think, my so, Kirby touch. So, okay. So we got Kirby's Return to Dreamland is a, a remake of Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Uh, sorry, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which is what we're playing, what I'm playing, um, is a remake of the Wii game Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Um... Which I think was just straight up a sequel. It was just like the next main line okay. Kirby game. Because I remember Kirby's Dreamland was uh, the Kirby game that I played for the Game Boy. Uh, you were a little Kirby. Never really liked the game, to be frank with you. Um, like the original Game Boy? Yeah, the original, the yeah. old school Game Boy. It was always like one of those games that I had that I just like would put in the first level and be like, well, this isn't fun. And then I stopped playing it. I I know what you mean. Uh, I, d- I don't have a whole lot of fondness for like the original Kirby. Um, but when it got to like the Game Boy Advance games, those are ones that I, I really liked. Yeah. I, I, um, so, but this game in general, what is the, the general thing with it? What's going on in Deluxe Land? Is it uh, fun? Is it like it's... it's 2d obviously but like you're playing you're playing co-op so it's so it's a uh 2d platformer right where kirby you have different powers that you can get and and whatnot um it it is a lot of like the classic kirby stuff like classic kirby bosses and and enemies and and whatever else um yeah it it is you can do a uh, solo or co-op co-op makes it kind of easy because like there's no change you just have another character there. You know what I mean? Life. Yeah. Um, and you can actually play up to four player co-op. So you can have, um, 
the second player play as either Waddle D, the bandana Waddle D, um, who's got a little spear. You can have him play as King DDD. You can have him play as Meta Knight, or you can have him play as another Kirby. Um, can the which, can the Waddle D suck up powers, or is it like no same? Nope. Only only Kirby can can suck up powers. Um, but uh, I mean Waddle D's got the spear, and that's like kind of uni- a unique weapon. Uh, King DDD has the hammer, which you can get as Kirby, and then Med Knight has the sword, obviously. Um, but I think they all do feel different enough, and they are kind of fun because Elaine and I played a little bit of it, and, and I played second player, so she could be Kirby, uh, like the main Kirby. Okay, because yeah, we used to say they were all different types of fluids. So you have your just your regular one, then you'd have your your blue one, which is clearly spit. You'd have your red one, which Ugh. would be clearly blood. Um, what? You'd have your yellow one, which would be obviously pee. Um, and then your green one would be vomit. So I can I tell you something, Justin, that mm. might be the le- my least favorite thing you've ever said on our program. Oh, that's great. Because I've said some <laughs> things on this show. Yeah, I, I think that might take the cake for it. Um, but no, but but it, it is it is a very simple, classic Kirby game. Um, I, it's not reinventing anything here. Um, but it does it does look really nice. It's got this like kind of cool um, art style to it where like the edges of certain things have like thick, really thick black lines. Whereas, um, other things are like a lot thinner. It looks very stylized is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it's really enjoyable. I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Um, there was something else about this that I wanted to say, but maybe it's just evading me. Maybe I'm just not remembering. While you're thinking of that, I'm going to ask you another question to interrupt your thought process. What is, is this game better or worse than forgotten land? Oh, oh yeah, that's that's kind of where I was going with this. Um, that one review that said like Forgotten Land was like a reboot for the series. I don't think that's true. I think it was just like a 3D Kirby game, which is just new for the series. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say that Kirby and the Forgotten Land is is an excellent game, um, and this is also a good game. But it is this is a rehash, right? Like this is nothing new in my opinion. I I think that Kirby and the Forgotten Land added a lot in terms of like, uh. It, it's just it was fun to, to play a game like Kirby and play it in a new way. You know what I mean? In a 3D space and sort of see what they could do with that. Whether uh, And I think most of that stuff that I really liked was some of the puzzle solving, especially with the like the mouthful elements. So like the, when the, he would the horror, the torture horror of Kirby. Yeah. So like him being a car, I yeah. thought was always kind of fun or like he would get a, like swallow up a ring and then like sit on the back of a boat and he would like hit himself like he's like a big drum and then propel himself with the with the air you know what i mean um like that sort of stuff i thought was like really inventive and cool and fresh whereas this is just it's more uh kirby i i like as a series uh, and i think that this game is a solid one but um does that answer your question? Oh, yeah, like, I don't th- absolutely. It, it doesn't feel like a step back. It just feels like a classic Kirby game. Yeah, it would it's, be like, like, it's like a nice classic Kirby game while Forgotten Land had a more, they were experimenting with more stuff that just made it more. It, it's like the difference right. between something like the new Super Mario games versus Mario 3D World. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're different. They're both good, but um, may, maybe Forgotten Land was a little bit more inventive, if that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Well, you know what? I'd say pick this up unless you're an unhappy person that wants everything to be brand new. And it's, it's like not like a challenging game. Like, don't get it twisted. It's a Kirby game. It's not going to be like, like hard, do you, you know, but it, it's fun enough and it's cute. And, and Elaine and I like every time he gets a new power, cause he gets a new hat. Do you know the genre that we need to mix together? The, it's like a souls Kirby game. Dude, we call it. You soul didn't play Sucker. Kirby. <laughs> you didn't play Kirby in the forgotten land. Um, 
some of those boss fights. Did you have a tough? Did you have a fat roll? You did not. Mm. But he's kind of round anyway, so he can just you know what I mean. Bounce. You had a fat bounce. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just. I just want to hold a real Kirby to feel what is it, you know? I assume he feels like a uh, like a dodgeball. Yeah, I, I, like, I, that's doom. the sound I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this though too, uh, King DDD. When you play as him, he feels like he. I don't know if this is like from the original or not. He feels like he takes inspiration from uh, Super Smash Bros. Oh, that makes sense. I always thought it was King DD, and then when it came in Smash Brothers, they're like King DDD. I was like, do you have a stutter, buddy? Nope, I was just saying it wrong my whole life. Can I say there's some great Kirby games? Kirby's Pinball. Bring it back. Have you played Kirby's Pinball? I have. I mean, on the Game Boy again, my touchstone. That was my favorite pinball game ever on yeah, man. Game Boy. Better uh, than that, the Pokemon that had, one. That uh, Pokemon Pinball is really good. I like Metroid Pinball as well. Oh. Um, I think that might have been a DS game, though. I don't mm, know. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm, I, the, the game from my childhood was Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, which was a remake of Kirby's Adventure, which was like the original mm. Kirby game. Mm. Um, But there you go. So Kirby and the it's also this too. It's a bad title. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, plus plus for your viewing pleasures. Plus plus, yes. We'll exactly. come back to that later. <laughs> up next in the open critic roundup, we got Horizon Call of the Mountain. Lucky for that. Lucky, it's a lucky week. This is also exclusive to the PlayStation Ooh. VR two. It's got an eighty one. That's scoring not bad. one point better than Kirby. That's um, hey, I'll take it. I'll take I'll take that. You want to know? I'll take it because I drafted this shit. Yes, you did. Yes, you certainly did. Um, it seems like the consensus is, hey, this is a like a triple A VR game. And those are kind of few and far between. I mean, I, I think like the, the games that come immediately to mind for me when I think of like a big budget VR are like Half-Life Alex. End of list, you know, not not to say that there aren't like good VR games or anything like that, but games that feel like big budget full productions. Do you know what I'm saying? I would add to that. Moth. Please do. Yeah. Okay. And I would add to that um, Astrobot, like the original oh, yeah, Astrobot. Okay. I mean, it's like you're playing a Mario game, and I think like it's pretty clever and creative. But no, I agree with you. There's even even those games. I mean, I just I wouldn't call them like the triple aest of triple A studios. Heard this called um, Aloy's Playroom. Oh. Because um, it's kind of a VR game. It would, this, it would just be devoid of love, wouldn't it? You know? <laughs> just a very yeah. like empty space. And, and like, uh, just, yeah. I will say that this uh, is a game that, to me, I mean, like, I, I don't, I, I've not played it. I've not really watched a whole lot from it. Um, mostly because, like, even if I had a PSVR 2, like, this would be, like, the, the big selling point, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I don't like this series. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I just, I don't think that this would be uh like my up my alley and it seems like that is is maybe echoed in um in some of the reviews here like um the ign review it's a 7 out of 10 review uh by simon cardi says horizon call of the mountains exciting heights elevate it just enough above its often uh monotonous climbing mechanics to create a fun first blockbuster entry into psvr2's library um and so, like, a lot of these say that, like, hey, this climbing thing, the climbing parts kind of suck. Um, it can, might feel like a tech demo at times, but it's still impressive, like an impressive tech demo. Mm. Um, which to me, I mean, like, hey, I look at, like, Astro's Playroom. That was a tech demo. Yeah. It felt like. Badass. But, right, but it was impressive, and I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Um, I think uh, from what I heard, this is like almost one of those physically exhausting games at times with the climbing mechanics yeah. to it, um, mm-hmm. which is always interesting. I feel like whenever you're playing a VR game and your muscles hurt the next day, it feels like you're doing something right in life, you know? Um, I guess so. Have you ever gone rock climbing? I love like bouldering. Excuse me? Like with ropes or without like on belay or not? Oh, I would definitely put ropes on. I wouldn't trust myself climbing up a flight of stairs without ropes you know what I gotcha <laughs> let me uh, let me answer your question for you yes i have okay but have you done it without <laughs> yeah have you free soloed it oh no like like let me say this uh when i've done rock climbing outside um like on like re- like on an actual wall um i've never done it without a belay but like i do i used to go to like climbing gyms a lot yeah. and do just like bouldering there um where you just got like mats at the bottom but have you ever gone on a, a what, like a treadmill rock climbing wall like it just keeps no, but moving. that looks so dope i've seen that before um we used to have one at the school i teach at i don't know if it was there when you were there do you remember oh it was in our small no. gym and it wasn't a vertical one it was a horizontal one um and it was fun because you had to have two people there was basically four people who got to be involved at a time which is bad for a gym class of like 40 people because yeah. you had like two people on either end going towards the middle. And then you had the people in the back. Let me, let me put my face on here for, for reference. You had people in the back. They had to be in like the, the position to like, in case they fell, you had to like try to catch them. So you'd have like, you'd stand in like a crouch position with your hands out like this in case they fell. So you'd catch them. No one ever fell on my watch. I, I've I've seen I remember that rock climbing like that little like vertical rock climbing yeah. thing. I, you said there was one that like was like an auto climber thing. Not at school, no. Oh uh, no, no, yeah, no. Th- okay, yes, I remember that. Is, yeah, I assume that's oh, gone. Yeah, right? I mean if they had the treadmill at school, my forearms would be massive because I'd use that thing every day. Dude, I miss it. I miss climbing. I, I love know. climbing. And then like the reason I say your forearms, like I'm like I use these muscles. It's a grip. These it's what grip. is going on with this? I like this yeah. feeling. And then there's nothing like you're struggling to climb up a wall and you get your fingers just right in a crevasse. That is just oh, I can pull myself up with this. I loved doing. Um, at at a certain point, you realize like, wait a second, I can climb way better if I start hooking my my heel. You do these like heel hooks. Where if I hook my heel up above my head and then I use myself to pull myself up, you know what I'm talking about? You you said you put your feet above your head when you were <laughs> okay, climbing. Right. I'm I am desperately looking for this video. <laughs> what you really have a video of you doing that? Yeah. Oh no! Like um, you like you like monkey swung your with your feet. So you like you put your your heel above your head. Okay. Um. Let me see if it's this one or not. Um. Like this is good. This is so good. Like, not good for an audio podcast. Like this. Yeah, like, like that. You just put your foot up like that. It has to be above your head. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna like. <laughs> I'm gonna like. <laughs> Again, this is not great for an audio podcast. I'm just proving to you that I did this once. Um. Oh my. See. Oh that. So okay. You, your, you see how my Damn, legs are. Damn, that is. And you use it as like a hook. Okay. That. Okay. Jesus. And then you extend. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can see the lights kind of getting all shitty, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm seeing it. I saw some impressive leg work there. Thank you, thank you very much, Peter. I don't know if I've ever told you this. You got you got a nice set of nice set of calves going on there. Can I say, Justin? I get that compliment all the time. I'm very proud of my calves. 
I'm very proud of them. Were we talking about a video game or something? Uh, I, at this point, Horizon rock climbing is, is, a, is a way of life, man. I have no interest in this game. I, I'm not going to play it. I don't have a PSVR 2. I saw, I think Greg Miller tweeted out that like 42 out of 49, maybe, well, let me let me see if I can't find this here, uh, of the PSVR 2's launch lineup are available on other platforms. There's just like, it is not... Um, yeah, I think it's just not not a platform that's going to have like a whole lot of like exclusive content. Yeah, on it. I don't know if it's for the exclusive content, which I mean, this goes in the bigger discussion of why the fuck get one, because like you can get it anywhere else. I think it's impressive technology. We looked at all the specs. It is competitive with all the other big ones. But like right. my problem with it from day one is it's not backwards compatible, which I understand, yep. but I can't use a steam sale to get all these new things i have to buy it full price on the ps store for all of these games which is just kind of like i can't do that man even though this looks awesome i'm just watching the guy just bang a bang a gong in vr what for what call the mountain i put oh, some okay. gameplay <laughs> smacking what's, it what's that game um yeah i'm not i'm not seeing this but also i will say the man does tweet a lot i mean it's his job um but yeah, I, I, I remain unconvinced. Uh, the fact that this game was not like, like the reviews for this were not like um, you got to play this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, in in the way that like I think like something like Half Life Alex was for the Steam. What is it? Uh, Steam. I almost said Steam Deck. Steam the Valve Index. The Index. Uh, so he, I found it. So he said it says. Um, yeah, 42 out of the 49 launch window titles for PSVR 2 are already available or also on are also coming to MetaQuest 2. Hmm. Um so uh, so yeah, I mean like like I, I don't think anyone is like trying to kid themselves into saying like hey, this is a machine that's going to have a lot of exclusive content on it. But there is I mean there is some, right? Um I also heard that um so you can, like you can just straight up play games in VR um you can just straight up play games in VR, like regular games, but it just looks like you're playing it on like a really big screen in the headset, which yeah. seems like it might be kind of cool. I did that with Elden Ring and uh, oh yeah, you said the that original I one. That. But I think what would be good about this is the resolution is better on the new one. Yeah. So like when I was playing, you're you're blowing up Elden Ring to heights you wouldn't even expect, but then you're like seeing it in like you know the worst pixelated version you could get of it. But right, right, yeah. Um, so there you go. I don't know. I'm not lit on fire by this, but um, I'm happy for Horizon fans who get to play this. You know, I'm going to say I'm glad you weren't lit on fire because that would be a very horrific phone call I'd have to make <laughs> to be like hereditary. Yeah, my uh, my uh, podcast co-host is literally on fire right now. Can I say I'm glad you would make the call? I like it makes me feel safe that you would. Though do I do that have to say, me. what would your roommate be doing if you're screaming? Um, I imagine that he ignores really any sounds that come out of this room while I, while we're recording. That's a good, that's a good roommate. Yeah. I think the other day I shouted and then realized that I was like, mm, maybe out of context isn't great. And I like shouted. I think it's in the, the episode where I was like, I'm not having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, update um, for the listener on my coffee temperature. It's currently 187.5 yeah. and let me tell you too hot. So it's going down. Is that how's that feel going down the old the old body? It felt pretty good, like, but like neck. it was putting my lips on the metal coffee mug that did not, in fact, feel good. So that'll do it. That'll do it. Justin, you uh, you play anything else this week? Actually, I finally played a game you're telling me Ugh. to play. Yeah, 
for weeks, uh, and I've downloaded it for weeks, and that game is called Hi-Fi Rush. Hell yeah, it is. That's a fucking good game, man. That's a really good game. I'm so glad you like it, because I was kind of on the fence as to if that'd be your thing or not. Tell me about it. I understand why you would say that, and as I was playing it, it reminded, it's hard to say exactly what it reminded me of. I'm I'm going around collecting gears, and I'm like, oh, this kind of has given me some, like, uh, Ratchet and Clank vibes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also giving me, like, Devil May Cry vibes. I'm not liking it as much as Ratchet and Clank, but I'm loving it a shit ton of more than um, Devil May Cry. And I think it's for a couple reasons. So for for the uninitiated, or if you've been zoning out for a bit, people, Hi-Fi Rush is a third-person action beat game. How would you describe it? <laughs> What's the genre? Like, a, like an, like an a, like rhythm action a game? rhythm action game, yeah. Um, and I'm I am traditionally horrible at rhythm games in general. Which every time, by the way, there's like a some some like things are locked with like button presses. I play mm-hmm. Xbox like once every three months. So anytime there's a game <laughs> that is requiring me to find out where the buttons are, plus yeah. in rhythm, this is like a whole new level. Every time that happens, yeah, I yeah, just like yeah, put yeah. my controller down, like looking like oh, fuck. Uh, but anyway, so. Um, I, I'm really not into these kind of like actiony games uh, a lot of the times because I think a lot of them don't necessarily rely on story very well. I mean, think of your Bayonetta's. The, the action is maybe fun in that game, but like the story is just batshit and cra- crazy. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but this one, uh, first of all, without even talking about the gameplay, I'm digging the story a lot. I'm digging the characters it's a fun, lot. I'm right? digging the yeah. world a lot. And they set it up in such a, like, it is a stupid setup to a certain degree. But, like, <laughs> 100%. how they, like, go from that setup and, like, just, hey, guys, just buy into this world, please. And once you're bought in, everything that happens with it, with the the simple defeat these bosses to win the game, meet these friends to help you beat the bosses, all this kind of stuff, uh, is just super clever, super fun. The characters are, are one note in, like, the best way possible. Um and I'm enjoying the story. So for mission to mission, that's keeping me going. But then the gameplay itself, it is like an action game, but with the rhythm stuff involved, I thought after the second level, it might get a little repetitive, but boy, Mm. are they layering systems upon systems upon systems in this game. But it really feels like you're required to learn them all and use them all, but it doesn't feel... Like there's like a million different things I got to memorize. It just feels right with all the different systems that you're doing. Um, yeah. And that's not even adding to the fact that you got to do it all to beat in order to make sure that you get the maximum damage and the maximum uh, uh, score for your encounters. Um, and just for, feels good too. Um, so there's like all this stuff that's going on. And I think each thing it does, the story, the gameplay, the uh, I guess the the special the unique hook of the gameplay with it being yeah. that um, rhythm action game it all just fits so well to each other and it's like one of those things I literally almost can't put down um, I had like thirty minutes to 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 uh, kill before we recorded today I put it on this morning I got up early my dog was looking my face like he'd do uh, twenty minutes before I went to work just pop pop that on got through an encounter or two or a chorus as one might say. Um, and like, it is just like, it's a fun little, fun little time that I'm kind of like stuck with. I wish it wasn't so linear. Um, I wish there was a little bit more like open worldy parts to it at times. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish there was a fucking sprint button. Am I missing this? No. Well, I mean, you just gotta, if you want to like dodge, but 
even you could do like the dodge 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 yeah the third dodge will be far, faster but it feels like yeah it's just not a little, it's a little slow with that yeah. stuff and like i think they do a good job of even though it's not like i said it's a linear they do a good job of like adding stuff for you to explore both i'm assuming you can go back a chapter select once you're done with it yeah, I would assume there's right. like a door you come to and it's like, yeah, I can't do that now. And I'm like, all right, when am I going to do it? Um, so like, I'm assuming they're going to like, yeah, I think the problem with him with a sprint button is that he would need to move at double speed yeah. so that his Make feet go were on the beat. What's wrong with that? But like, give me, through, but give me to my like, A to B faster, man. I guess, <laughs> I guess nothing wrong with that. You can get that, yeah. that quicker time yeah let me tell you you were explaining it to me and you're talking about like on the rhythm in the three quarter and i was just like nodding my head i don't fucking know yeah. any of this stuff but like i don't it know it does music. a really good job explaining it, it doesn't does. it and then they have a bunch of like good cues throughout the game um to really like help you whether it's the cheat sheet by pressing the menu button or whatever it is you actually have like the metronome on the screen that you can constantly yes. have on there but even without that your little cap thing is shine is uh is uh moving the world is moving you're moving so it all kind of works with each other and like it's i'm literally getting better at it the and you could tell every like combat encounter they give you like a percentage about how good you are on the beat <laughs> so yeah. my, my percentages weren't too hot but slowly but surely i just got 60 percent on an encounter yeah. and i was like okay all right Damn, dude um, but yeah, this is not a game you should play on a backbone. Uh, no, I would imagine not. <laughs> Although they were trying to push it saying like, Hey, play this on X cloud. So I don't know. Maybe, um, I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. It's uh, but like, I guess, I guess if I had to, I would, I would, but, um, yeah, I, I think that, um, one of its strongest features is that I think it takes the idea of being a rhythm action game sort of to the, to another level. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of other rhythm action games tend to just be like count four, one, two, three, four, right? Like attack just like one, two, three, four. Whereas this game, because your light attack is on the on, you know, every beat and then your heavy attack is every two beats. Like it, it does really have you like counting out like attacks and, and the combos and stuff like that. Like have you really thinking about like how to like make the beat ha happen. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Where it's not just like dot, 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 dot. Yeah. yeah it's not just like tapping out random stuff. Bit. And like, right. And like when you are in a combat encounter and you feel it all flowing together and you're dodging at the right beat, you're hitting your, you're having your friend come at the right beat. You're doing your combos in the right beat. It just feels good. Uh, do you so you're not like a huge like music person in general, right? No. Nope. Have the needle drop moments for any of the boss fights done anything for you? Excuse me, needle drop moments. There's like the like needle drop moments. Do you know what I mean by that? By like a needle drop, like when they so power like, up. No, no, no. So like the the game, every time a new song starts, it'll tell you in the bottom left corner, yeah. like here's the song. And like for when you're just like running around the overworld and like like doing the mission, it'll be like a song made for high fi rush yeah, yeah, yeah. and then when Bethesda. the boss fights yeah and then the boss fights will start and it'll be like the first one is like here's this nine inch nail song and and that's like, like when that happens when it's like oh the song's about to start like for me i could not get more hype i'm gonna that. be honest <laughs> with you it all yeah. kind of sounds the same to me because i'm just listening to for the beat note rather right. than actually the music maybe that would help it does it change based on the level like how fast mm -hmm. you have to tap inputs I would assume so. I would assume that th that it's like generally about the same, but I would assume that they would be a little bit different. Okay, yeah, because like I've just I was just wondering like sometimes it feels like it's a little bit faster tempo 
uh, than other yeah. levels. But I don't know if that's true or not. But regardless, I'm musically illiterate. You're musically not illiterate by mm. like a lot. <laughs> so I think if I'm finding enjoyment in this game and there's enough new stuff in this game to keep me interested. Oh, by the way, I want to talk about the uh, the boss, the bosses in general. I thought it was going to be like very standard, like get through this level, fight a boss, get through this level, fight a boss. They, I'm on, I think six, the sixth thing, six level. No kidding. Well, you've uh, you've passed where I am. Oh, oh, oh! Look at I've look I've been me. I've look taken taken a break from it. Um, but like they are constantly changing up like the goal of each level, so it doesn't just be like oh beat this person. It's like. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to beat this person, but this person is doing like trials that you have to get through. Um, this person has other people fight for him. This person has like there's all these different things. So like it is not just as like basic as room combat encounter, room combat encounter, right. room combat encounter, boss. There's constantly new stuff that keeps it fresh. So yeah, I think gameplay is great, story is great, uh, uh, hook is great, and it's cool animation wise. Oh yeah. So. There, there, it, it, and I think each of those different areas feels so distinct, uh, like in the factory or whatever it is. Like, I, I, I think this is one of those, like, it is such a tight package. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and um, this is yeah. something I would never have bought this game. You could have, you could have told yeah, me I'd right. love this game. You could explain to me I'd love this game. But the fact that it's on Game Pass, I know we're like dead, dead, beating a dead horse here, but like, the fact that this is on Game Pass is the perfect place for this because it made me try it, and almost immediately I was hooked in it, and I was like, oh, I would never have tried this game otherwise. And mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite games of this year. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, It's real good. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, better than the medium. Oh, agreed. I, I would say that that is a... That is a controversial, I know. <laughs> I know, very controversial. Want to talk about the news? Let's do it! <laughs> I caught him. I caught him when he was drinking his very hot coffee, and I well, feel bad. I'm okay. sorry. So, oh no, I was still that, okay, coffee. Wait, on wait, me. wait, wait, wait. Are you about to reveal to me that you have two cups of coffee? Because mm-hmm. I, as you were about to say something, I was like, wait a second, that was a different cup so, of coffee. Yeah, I got okay. two. I got the big one that's cool yeah. right now, and the hot one that is. Do you see it literally steaming? I do. I saw that. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, now I have well, coffee I in my pants too. Do you need a second to, to clean that up? No, I can, I can no, 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 no. So this morning, I know this isn't the news. Actually, there was news. Tornado warning in our living living area in the Downers yeah, Grove, Wheaton area, right? It was uh, it was coming around. Also, thunderstorms all night. Yeah. Also, I up. left my car windows open. Did you really? So I didn't realize this until I sat in my car and I go, oh, uh, it's squishy. Why? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, so like these pants today, they have gone through it, whether it was walking to my car in the rain or sitting in my car in the wet rain. Um, Now the coffee is added to it. And I think I got some Big Mac sauce on it, too. So uh, these pants, they have seen a lot. That's the news for today, friends. Uh, Let's talk about The Last of Us, shall we? You want to talk about The Last (laughs) of Us? No, no, I'm just kidding. We did the news. Uh. I was kidding. (laughs) I gotcha. I was like, we we can we can hop to that. And today's, but, um, we should have a new segment. What's on my pants? On on Justin's pants today, rainwater, mm-hmm. B, Big Mac sauce, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of spilled coffee. Yeah, just a, just a dollop, but it was enough. Just, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that state of play. What do you think? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I will be honest with you, Justin. I am very rarely blown away by state of plays. I don't know why. 
I don't know why. I usually it is just not games that I'm like super jazzed about. Um, obviously, Sony has their games that I I tend to get very excited for. Um, but but the last handful of state of plays just haven't really done it for me. I'm a, I'm more of a uh, PlayStation presents or whatever they're called, PlayStation showcase. Yeah, kind of kind of a gentleman myself. Um, an Xbox Game Pass summer showcase for me, please. And then. Yeah, I'll take whatever Nintendo Direct you got. But uh, for the state of play, uh, we got a handful of things. This is I'm going to go in the order here that was presented uh, on the PlayStation blog post about it, leaving um, the really big one for last. Um, The first thing we saw is Destiny Lightfall. Uh, I'm excited for Destiny fans. Um, it's not convincing me to pick it up. I have it downloaded. I'll be honest with you. I do have it downloaded. You've had it downloaded for a while. Yeah, probably since September of 2022. Um, it's cause, it's cause the, our, our friends at button mashing, they like, they always talk about needing more people. And I was like, I like f- playing video games with my friends. Uh, maybe I should do that. And then I just haven't done it. And then you realize they it's me, destiny. They link, I haven't, I've literally not even opened the application. Uh, I mean, let me tell you, I love destiny. I always get into it at the beginning. And then once it starts to become complicated and there's a million currencies, then I get lost in it. Yeah, I assume that they're never going to do like a Destiny 3. Would you agree? Mm, I don't know. Uh, that's actually a really interesting thing. I think at some point they're going to have to, technology uh, being the sole oh, reason sure. for that's it. That's actually very fair. Um, so I would assume they have to do a reboot at some point. And I do think it's... I think you get a ton of new players if it's like, all right, a brand new Destiny 3 is coming out. Um, yeah, Or you're the right. world of Destiny. You're right, you're right. Final Fantasy Destiny. Cause I would play destiny three. I like, cause I like, I would know that it's something new that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at least an entry point, whereas it, it seems like destiny two is, is just so like so many layers stacked on top of each other that destiny agreed. Um, so that's our little Destiny's destiny segment. nuts. I love what you just did there. <laughs> so Elena, uh, this was like, I don't know, five months ago. She's like, she texted me out of the blue. Like, hey, uh, you know the Pokemon Gumi? Oh, what, no. What type is it? What type is Gumi? And I was like, Gumi? I was like, is it Mono Dragon? I, th- I think it's like, I think it's Mono Type. I think it's just Dragon. Uh, why? And she goes, Dragon these nuts. And I was like, yeah, I <laughs> cannot set believe. that up. She yeah, set that like, up. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, are you playing Pokemon? Because I was like, Gumi, like Gudra, what it evolves into. Like, that is like a solid Pokemon right there. Um, <laughs> she fucking just destroyed me. Um uh so uh, other big headlines from this uh <laughs> humanity make makers of tetris effect uh, rev- uh showed off their new game humanity you play as a little dog and you direct um like giant crowds of people uh into solving puzzles i'll be honest man this looks like my thing i i like this i i mean this is like one of those games that when you describe to people what video games are they just hear it and they're like fuck me <laughs> yeah no for real <laughs> um did you get a chance to play the demo because they have a demo that's out until is it out yeah i think it's out until march 6th i forget the exact date of it gotcha um, but yeah it's out for just a little bit so if you're interested in what it is um i guess that is the way to see if you like it i did not but i'm also like not really a demo guy i like to just like take a game as it comes you, you like, know what I mean? yeah you like to be 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 it like when it's there I like exactly how you said that. Yeah, thank um, you. Thank does you. this look like something you'd play? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I I, have you played Tetris, Tetris Effect? 
I had to stop playing Tetris because I um, was dreaming about it and seeing it every single time I closed my eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm actually reading a book right now about Tetris. What is it called? Tetris. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, got these titles today. Um, it's called Tetris The Games People Play. It's about... Um, it's about a handful of things. It's like a graphic novel, but it's like a nonfiction graphic novel um, about how uh, the like what happened when Tetris was made um, and like what what makes it so compelling and stuff like that. It talks about the history of video games aren't, and stuff. Aren't they coming out of the movie with Matthew Damon? Taron Egerton? That's similar. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I don't know if that's the one with it. Matthew Damon, the Nike one. Oh, with the, the Nike one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Taron Egerton is in, it's like an Apple... TV plus whatever mm-hmm. uh, is, it might be a TV show. It might be a movie. Um, but my, my mom got this me for me for my birthday and it's sort of been kicking around. And I was like, oh, I should read this. Um, but so but yeah, basically it's about like, um, what happened with the game. So I read that I read about half, I'm about halfway through it. Um, and basically the first half is talking about like the history of video games and like, um, why we like video games and what games mean and how like for as long as there have been human beings, people have been playing games and it's only since technology has advanced that we can actually play video games. Um, and then it starts talking about like the actual, like how Tetris came about uh, and how it was made by this guy, Alexei something in, in Russia in like the 1960s or something like that, maybe seventies and um, how it had some publishing issues were basically because of a mistranslation and the fact that there were no laws regarding like video game publishing and like ownership and art ownership and stuff like that. Um, it was a whole, whole ass thing. So um, I do think that th- that sounds really interesting too, in addition and pairing it with that Apple TV show. So I'm interested in yeah. reading that once, once you're finished with it. Um, I'd give it a read and, and it's really quick. It's, it's like a, it's a graphic novel. It, it reminds me a little bit of like Peropolis. I don't know if you've ever read that. Mm, oh yeah. 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 It's about like around. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, it, it, I read graphic novels really slow because I have to trace over each illustration just to make sure. Yeah. I've and you really make, you make your own book. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, no, no, it, it's, it's a very quick read because I mean, like maybe there's like 25 words per page, like just because it's, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah, a very yeah. easy, easy read, but I, I find it fascinating. Um, but I'm a big fan of Tetris. And uh, I had to stop playing Tetris over the pandemic because uh, I was playing too much Tetris 99 and then Tetris Effect. Mm. Um, so I am very excited for humanity. Uh, I, I Those people know how to make a game that feels like something. Like those you know people? I mean? The Tetris no, people. Tetris Effect people. <laughs> um, yeah, you should. Have you heard of this game called Candy Crush? It's not addictive at all. You should try uh, it. No, I think, I think I'm going to not. Right? Because, I mean, like, like I, f- I feel like with me... Like, I would never say, like, I'm addicted to video games. Like, I know some people struggle with that. I've never really had that. But I think that's because I tend to stay away from the games that I think would really, really get their hooks in me. You know what I yeah, mean? In that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, up next here, we saw more Resident Evil 4. I'm excited for that. I mean, it's just, it was just another trailer. Um, we got that's coming out in like a month. Excited for that. Three new fighters for Street Fighter 6. Did I, are you going to play Street Fighter 6? Are you a fighting game fan? Not really, right? I, I like fighting games to a point, but like, Whenever I play like those games, like they are fun if you get into them when everyone else is new. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. have like a, a two to three week sweet spot of when that game is actually fun to play, and then all of a sudden you get online and it's just like, oh, no, didn't even hit him. Oh shoot, didn't even hit him. Okay, yeah. didn't do it. Um, so the most I ever got into a fighting game was um, what was that game called? Uh, Injustice, the original one. I was actually pretty good oh, at sure. that back in the day, but uh, 
yeah, then people just got better and they have these new characters that you, it's just such an expensive time consuming hobby. Yeah. Fighting Vigi games and then <laughs> only, only, only fighting games, right? Yeah. Only um, fighting. Everything else is real cheap. The other thing I want to talk about here before we talk about the big headline from this is goodbye. Volcano. Yeah, High. Yeah, I figured this would be the one. I'm so excited for this. They showed off more of the gameplay and my goodness, I'm so excited to be a little dinosaur. If you don't remember this, uh, this was announced in like 2020 and it's a visual novel where you play as a dinosaur in high school in a in a garage band and you're trying to figure out how to spend the remaining time of your days before the meteor comes and wipes you guys all out. How would you uh, aside what? from the dinosaur part? That is exactly my high school experience. Oh, well, I you thought there was impending doom coming. No, aside from the dinosaur and like the doom stuff. Okay, say there was a meteor coming towards Earth and there was like, yes. I don't know, a 99% chance that everything was going to go up in flames, right? Yes. But there's that 1% chance that yes. things would go on normal. If knowing that information, that there's that 1% chance, would you go about your life being a good person? Would you still like go to school every day? Like if I was in high school? Yeah. Um probably not i'm gonna be honest i'd probably go to high school because i'm the kind of person who's like but what if i would i would probably i mean i would i would try and find ways to make the remaining moments of my life feel like they matter Mm. which is what goodbye volcano high is all about baby i can't wait (laughs) i was gonna gonna say (laughs) you you don't feel like your life matters when you're out of high school come on I, these, I, like these rhinoceros i mean triceratops wow <laughs> these triceratops yeah, same genre and uh stegosaurus and eagles i don't know what they some of them look unique um yeah they're just living their life they know it's coming yeah but what do you do do you spend time with you with the girl you like or the or do you spend time with the band for the band for the band for the band for the like, um is that a question for the band um let's talk about suicide squad killer justice league what do you think let's do they it showed off so speaking so like, of impending meteors coming to- <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love that comparison justin um suicide squad killed the justice league they showed off a they two trailer they showed off like some gameplay for this and then they did like a deep dive with the devs of this game um i want to know thumbs up thumbs down how do you feel about this okay so i feel like i know what you would think but i'm curious if i'm right I think this game looks better than what I thought it was, but it's also what I thought it was. Yes. If that makes sense. 100%. So thumbs up, thumbs down. Where do do you fall? You have to do up or down. I am. uh, You got to make me do. uh, I mean, I'm going to say thumbs down, but like Mm -hmm. I would, I would be much more like that. Like in the middle. I'm in a, this is, this game is going to be a 75. To me, playing alone, thumbs down. Playing with my friends who I play Apex and Fortnite with, thumbs up. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure this seems this seems like a perfect avenue for multiplayer games, but like in terms of just like something that I want to sit down and play on my own, eh, no thanks. It's I don't know. It's just odd to me because they like obviously you have the four main characters right they have teased that more characters are going to be released i'm not sure if that's behind a paywall or not but more characters will be playable in the future but like to me that says that there's a a big emphasis on multiplayer because like if you're just doing the single player story they just throw in some more suicide squad members like that's not going to work so justin you and i were texting about this with your brother-in-law the other day like they say, I, th- I don't know if it was in like the main trailer or like the dev breakdown, but they talk about how like the game has been designed to be played solo 
or played with two people or played with three people or played with four people. Um, and basically if you play solo, it's just all bots, you know, on your team. And I mean, it's just, it's not true, right? Like you can't, unless you are fundamentally changing how the game works and like, like how, how it plays and all that sort of stuff, you can't balance a game for four people and for one person. Like you can make him okay. Like, but, but have you ever played left for dead solo? <laughs> I mean, we played back for blood back for blood to AI people who are just the worst. It sucks, constantly. right? Because it's not designed for that. Right. Like, like similar thing here. Like, I just don't think that you can say like, Oh, we've designed it for four players with four players in mind. And also one player, like I'm sure it's fine solo, but like, it's not going to be like optimally designed for that. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it it depends. Like, if they really are trying to go for a single player avenue, right? If maybe they started single player and then added the multiplayer thing, which I don't think is the case. Like, mm-hmm. I could theoretically, with this specific developer, see them being able to do that to a certain degree. Yes. Um, they have a pedigree that I think out. Like, there's a lot of like red flags with this for me. But the one thing that kind of brings it back is like, but it is being made by uh, Rocksteady. Right, exactly. And, so, they, and they are very good at what they do. Yeah, so I would assume that they could do it, but ultimately this game looks like a third-person shooter. So I didn't realize this was a shooter. And then they were like, this is a third-person shooter. Right. And it was like all shooting all the time. Uh, and like all the characters were like on jetpacks essentially, or just like the equivalent of a jetpack. Harley Quinn's got like a grapple hook. One's a hook. slower jetpack. The other one's a right, faster jetpack. Right, but it's all just jetpacks, right? Like, and they're just flying around. And it's just, it's like Did you know there shooting. was a shark? One person was a shark? Did you not see that movie? No, I saw that movie. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, this is yeah, fun. kind of the point of it. Um, But I don't know. I, uh, I think it was a good, it was good that they clarified what was going on with this. Cause there was that leak of that image. If you remember of like, Oh fuck, this is like the battle pass and like the, the gear score and whatever. And then it felt like the first trailer was them saying like, don't worry, that's not what the game is. And then the second trailer where they like did the dev deep dive was like, that is, you know, you are correct. That is what the game is (laughs) like. It's this live service thing. But it's like live service esque. Like I don't think I have right. Yeah, anything, agreed, agreed, agreed. I don't think I have anything wrong. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a game like this. I, I go back Correct. to a game like Outriders, an exceptionally average game with an exceptionally average story and exceptionally uh, interesting yeah. gameplay combat that I thought was a was a good game when you're playing with multiple humans versus yes. playing on your own. There's a lot of strategy involved. I like a game that has good gear that you don't have to rely on anything other than the single player story right but i'm still confused is there going to be a multiplayer aspect of this uh like 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 is it going to be just levels that you like load into with your friends yeah like is or is this going to be just like or is is this going to be be a 30 hour campaign and if that's the case cool but is it going to be like going back to the avengers which was essentially a 10 hour campaign and then like an a separate multiplayer thing that you kind of did with people that had story-esque moments to it but it was still like not a story because i'm still holding yeah. out that maybe this will be like an outriders that would have a better single player story because the story is there and it's more single player based and maybe if you're playing it the way they balance it is that the other people are just there to talk with each other and they come back to revive you and help you when you die. Maybe that's how they balance it to make it work. But something about the way they're marketing this, this shit is always online. 
to me, that doesn't, I don't care if it's always online because I'm online anyway. That doesn't affect me one way. But that tells me that there's more to this game than it just being a single player game. Yes. So that, that's the thing. Like, like for me, I just wish that they would just come out and say, this is a multiplayer shooter. Right. Like, because this whole, like, sort of like tiptoeing around, like, it is a multiplayer shooter, but like, you can play solo. Like, no, just, just say one way or another, is this a multiplayer shooter or is it not? Because I, and I think people would be, would respect, I personally would respect that more because then I would know what it is as opposed yeah. to being like this, like every game, you know what I mean? Where it has to be every single thing. But all of that being said, the cutscenes yeah. that they showed me, I was like kind of digging them. I don't hate it. I, th- like, I mean, like it, the whole thing is for me, everyone's comparing this to Avengers, right? And I get that. In, in terms of just being like a kind of like mindless live service game, kind of like a, like a just like a live service game that is just like the most middle of the road in terms of like its mechanics. But at the end of the day, it's being made by Rocksteady, a studio who's exceptional at writing, right? Like they're, they're written like the, the writing in their, those games are really great. Um, the, the cohesion between, I think like gameplay and story, I think are usually pretty solid. So I, I agree. Like, I don't hate it. And I know that people are like, just like tearing this thing apart and I get it from to a certain extent, but cause I, I think back when you were playing, um, Gotham Knights, my yeah. question to you is how was the story? And you were just like, eh. so here's a follow up on that. Oh, um, it- I, <laughs> I, well, it- so I said back in the day, back when I was playing that, like y- you were asking, right? Like, how's the story? And I was like, I don't like it. Like, I don't like this game, but I think that, like, a Batman fan would really, really like this game or, mm-hmm. like, get something out of this. Um, well, the two big D- the two biggest DC fans that I know that are the my roommate and the other guy we play um, Apex and, and Fortnite with, uh, they're big, big DC Comics people. Uh, both bought it with, like, hoping to, like, get into it. Um, both of them are like, this sucks. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Sucks. So then, then so, it's bad. So, but I was asking yeah. you that because I was like, even if this vanilla ass gameplay is there, if the story is good, then I it would can buy save it. it. Yes. But when you said that, I was like, <laughs> you right. know, like, because I trust your opinion on stories. That, all of that, this game, the gameplay looks better than Arkham Knights, Gotham Agreed. Knights, Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights. It looks better. The story looks, looks better. better already. And, uh, Gotham Knights scored a what a 70 something yeah I'm gonna say 71 71 whatever that was so like if that's the the level I'm assuming this game is gonna be better than that no matter what happens no matter what other this multiplayer shit is going on it looks prettier it looks like it's gonna be more fun to play uh, it looks like the characters are more interesting and engaging so I think overall I saw this and again my expectations were low I think this met and if not exceeded what my expectations are going to be for this game. And not that I'm going to buy this on day one, but I'm more likely to buy this game than I was of uh, Gotham Knights. Agreed. And and uh, like, I would play this if my friends were playing it. And, and like, like I would get into it, I, I guess. It's just not the type of game that I think would really stand out to me as something that's really special and unique. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I think we said this when we were texting too, like this is a game that I think that would have like kicked ass like in 2017, 2018. Oh, yeah. You like like when it like when this I assume started development, that this was like the hot shit, but I think people are just over this style of game right now. Unless it's Destiny, Call of Duty, Fortnite or Apex, I think people are just kind of over this. Here's here's something. What if 
yeah. in the map, there's a slow ring that just comes in, and you can't <laughs> touch the ring. You can't get around it, yeah. I mean, think about that. That might if, make the game if, a little bit more modern. What if everyone... What if it was 100 players mm, and no teams? Okay, yep. Or teams of three. Yep. And uh, you had to fight, and the last team standing wins. I, You know what? I think we have an idea here. Yeah, let's write that down. Let's put a pin in that. I All think right. that could be better. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. Sons of the Forest. This is the sequel to The Forest. It's a game that I can't play because I'm a little baby and uh, looks very scary. Um, has sold 2 million copies in its first 24 hours of being in early access. To the point where I think it, like, to my understanding, it made Steam kind of unfun to play, uh, to, to use, because so many people were, were buying this thing. Um, I'm going to be honest. That's wild. It's, I mean, just yeah. in general, it sounds unfun to play. <laughs> Downloading all those updates. <laughs> Steam. <laughs> Every time I turn Steam on, my computer does a little, like, it kind of, like, gets ready to throw up a little bit. I'm like, just do it. It's fine. Like, update, whatever you need. Like, it, it, it reminds me of, like, iTunes back in the day when you accidentally click on that. And you're like, fuck, this is my next yeah, yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah, this is minutes. all I got to do right now. No, I feel that. Yeah. Get in the cloud, man. Um, That's a fair point. Um, But, yeah, no, tw- uh, 2 million copies. That is that is exceptional. I think it... Uh, Last month, um, outpaced Starfield for the the high like most um, wish listed Steam game. Um, I didn't know people were so hungry for the forest like that first game. Um, I imagine that a crafting multiplayer survival horror game like this probably um, does very well uh, on Twitch because uh, this is just like I think perfectly crafted for oh, yeah. people to like react to and and do whatever. Because um, it's the kind of game where like. It, not this exact scenario, but it's kind of like a lights out and then something scary happens game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you're just randomly doing your thing and then you're like, what was that? Ah! <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and it but looks I don't know. like I'm, not, I'm watching uh, an IGN video right now. Is this going out of like the first 16 yeah. minutes? It looks pretty cinematic for all these kind of things. Like all that, you know, it's a crafting game, but like looks pretty. I literally saw a guy jump out of a helicopter. A helicopter almost killed him. And someone in like a, uh, a foil jumpsuit just like punches him in the face. So like, I'm calling looks, me intrigued. It looks scary for for someone like me. Very scary. I would never play these kind of games because resource management always like gives me anxiety for no reason. Uh, these the cannibals freak me out too. In general, a cannibal freaks me out. Like, That's I knew what I'm a cannibal saying. One time, like, I couldn't go anywhere with what? Him. Yeah, is that true? No. It's like I was like I would not be that guy's friend. No, personally. no, no. It was really odd. like he kept trying to nibble me. <laughs> dude i'm watching the trailer right now too like just like passively and there's like this like long guy Mm -hmm. he's just really like a torso but his torso just shaquille o'neal no it's just like a torso it's gross Mm -hmm. like see this is spooky like this is like congratulations sons of forest you made a game that i can't play because it's very scary Mm -hmm. um are you just not are you watching like slender man you know what it might be or worse are you just looking through a window Oh, I see. I thought you said mirror, and I was like, I don't look like that. Well, no, no, you're, like, you're just looking out a window. A window that he's house. outside. Yeah, yeah, he's outside your, your room. So, um, to be honest, I'm glad you didn't get that at first because you probably would have been more freaked out. Yeah. Than... It made me maybe curl up in fear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of curling up in fear, uh, EA uh, has sent out like a poll to people if they're interested in remakes of Dead Space 2 and 3. Um, Only those two, though. Not Dead well, we Space 4. We talked about this, right? Like, should Dead Space 2 be remade? My answer is no. In fact, 
I wrote about that on digitaltrends.com. Oh, what did you In say? Let me, let me, digitaltrends.com, Dead Space. Let me say. Uh, I think the title says it all here. Dead Space 2 doesn't need a remake. It's already perfect. Oh. Um, we're basically just say like, like, uh, let me, let me hit you with the opening uh, two lines, uh, two paragraphs of this thing. Um, Dead Space 2 is, in my opinion, one of the greatest games ever made. One of the reasons for that is because it uses the best ideas from its predecessor, the original Dead Space, as a brutal jumping off point, both mechanically and narratively. Dead Space is a fantastic starting point, but Dead Space 2 upped the ante on nearly every front. Following the success of the recent Dead Space remake, many fans are expectantly looking at the game's developer, EA Motive, and hoping that it'll announce a remake for Dead Space 2. As a diehard fan of the franchise, I hope they don't make one. There's a lot to love about the way that Dead Space... Uh, the way the Dead Space remake reimagines the 2008 survival horror classic while also staying true to its roots. While I was a big fan of the remake, it feels like a fresh coat of paint rather than a new foundation. Its new colors sure look nice, but they're all pulled straight from Dead Space 2's palette. While that helps modernize the aging 2008 original, its sequel doesn't stand to gain much from the same refresh. So basically, uh, like I think Dead Space 2 is perfect. I, I don't think that there's anything that could be improved. I think a remaster of it would be fine to give it that facelift. But like, you know, people are talking about Metroid Prime remastered, right? That game didn't need a remake. The original is already perfect. It just needs a facelift and maybe a handful of quality of life changes, right? But like, why fully remake a game that's already excellent? Yeah, I think... Now, if you want to remake Dead Space 3, go ahead. I but, think my um, um, distinction here, and I think there's this weird fine line between remaster remake re-remake remake plus whatever it is that i think if they would just update the graphics to make them in line with the dead space one remake is that a remake i would i would consider that a remaster if they if they just polish it up remaster with i, I mean it. would that be like new models and stuff like that uh i think so because like I think the, they don't need to refix anything about it other than yeah. to make it graphically up to date with yeah. 2023. Um, so I don't know if that was part of the thing that they had in there. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know if they need to like change things drastically, but I think there's nothing wrong with giving a brand new, like not even a coat of paint. Like I think it's more than just a pixel upgrade. It's like redo the models again. Um, just to make it in line with that, because I, I still think that Dead Space, the original, the original versus the remake is stunning. The remake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that the remake does so much to improve Dead Space. Um, but the, but what they do to improve Dead Space one is they make it more like Dead Space two. You said do do. And I'll say it again. <laughs> do do. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think I, I think. I just want, like, I think it could use a graphical update is my I, And I agree. And and I, I totally, because like, that's the thing, too, right? Like, if I could play Dead Space 2, but, like, have it look as fucking shiny and fresh as that Dead Space remake, ooh, no. you know, ooh. I'd be there buying it day one. Ooh. You know, like, like I don't need I don't need a remake of it. Th- then the question, though, becomes, like, Dead Space 3, like, what do you do with that? If you, re- like, if you remake that, I think you have the opportunity to make it better in terms of, like, structure wise and like as a game and a story and all that sort of stuff. But I think that'd be such a weird move to be like dead space one remake, dead space two remaster, dead space three remake. Like it's just not in line with everything. How much different was dead space one versus the dead space one remake? Um, I would say 25, like, okay. If, if we're going off percentages, 
I would say like 75% of the game was the same, but with better graphics. And then 25% of it was just improved ideas. So I don't even think in your mind what they need to do to Dead Space 3 is what they're going to do what they would do because that seems like they just need to reboot the series like at a certain point dead space three would need like an overhaul yeah so calling it dead space i don't think they would go through and like redo dead space three in that way they might if they would do the same thing that they did with dead space one that wouldn't help right depends i mean like it's the question is like would you make it like the big things are like would you make it single player like i think that would be the way to improve that game but then at the end of the day like is that being like is if you're changing such a core aspect of it, is that being is that like the same game? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because that seems like they that's more of more than what they did with the original, in my opinion. Having not played yes. both of them, but yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like like they they tweaked things, but the question is like, if you changed all of these things in Dead Space One, are you gonna get like in Dead Space Three? Would you even call it Dead Space Three remake, or would you just? Call and, something new. and this this is, might be a controversial thing here. Yeah, I know it's a remake. Mm-hmm. I still don't look at The Last of Us One and The Last of Us Part One as being anything more than a glorified graphic upgrade. R- agreed. And, and, and to, to me, if if that's what they did with Dead Space Two, then I'd be like, this is just, yeah, like it's the same similar thing. Like it's the same. But game, according you know? to Open Critic and Fantasy Critic, that was allegedly a new game. I would draft the fuck out of Dead Space 2 Remake. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, you probably. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm saying, I don't know yeah. the difference anymore between a remaster, a remake, a re envision, a redone, re deluxe, uh, plus plus version. They're too similar. Yeah. And I think the distinction is so little with some of them. Um, Agreed. But anyway, 100%. Mortal Kombat 12. So the, all this information comes out about. Uh, what the fuck was that game called? Suicide Squad killed Justice League. And then later that day, apparently like an earnings call from, um, uh, for Warner brothers discovery. Uh, basically they, they said like, we're looking forward to, um, uh, our, our slate of, of video games that are coming, uh, later this year. It says, uh, this is uh, a direct quote from Andrew Slabin. That's dis- a Warner Brother Discovery's executive vice president of global investor strategy. He said, and there's lots more to come, including the highly anticipated Mortal Kombat 12 and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League games also set for release this year with ambitious launch projections. Um, so I guess Mortal Kombat 12 is coming. Don't know when that announcement's happening, but um, that's exciting. I won't play it, but I know my roommate will. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's cool. I'm glad it's coming out. Um I went back to was that Resident uh, not Resident Evil Mortal Kombat ten, I think. Uh, when that game came out, not very accessible. Eleven. Wait, no, ten was nine was the one that I started with, and that was really hard. Ten I liked. Eleven I never played. Um, I just think Mortal Kombat ain't for me. I ain't into this like, let's see how gross a body can look. Yeah, because it it just it leans a little too hard to be like we're gonna be edgy. Yep. Like, eh. Yep. But I loved Injustice, and I got I got to admit some of the story stuff that he did with um ten and eleven. While I didn't play eleven, I watched part of the story stuff was good. So they 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 did a good like job of like creating characters and stories and stuff. But I still don't care about Johnny Cage. I yeah I, I truly couldn't tell you. I know that Scorpion goes get over here. 
I know that well, that was pretty good. That was yeah. You um, should. You should. Have you thought of getting into the voice uh, acting? I'm just saying, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if anyone has a good impression of Scorpion. <laughs> Never, not once in a million um, years. I know that Baraka has the the arms well, with is, blades. Isn't in them. Baraka? Was he a president of our United States? Can I tell you something? Baraka Obama is, I think, maybe one of the funniest fucking ideas, like just like concepts. Can you imagine the, the character that, scan? That would be so funny. Where he he has the blades come out of his arm. Yeah, but he's like wearing I'm like a, a full like, suit with a presidential pin. Yeah, see, I'm imagining Baraka, the Mortal Kombat guy, in that suit. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. giving a presentation. It's just like a normal yeah. suit, just like except it can be the brown suit that everyone gave Obama like crap for wearing. Oh, like that the he tan looked, one. He looked. He looked, he looked good. Fly. It was Easter. What the fuck? He looked awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I like the idea of Barack Obama. Uh, no one seems <laughs> to think so, but hey, I like it. It's gonna happen. Don't worry. Um, I know about him. I know. I know the name Johnny Cage. I know. I met. Um, one of the performance capture artists for several of the women in the game, but I don't know uh, what characters were really much about. I, I met her at like a comic con. I went, sat at a panel where she talked and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Uh, to be fair. I did just type in Barack Obama into the internet and there have been results that popped up. Barack Obama. No, I did not mean Barack Obama, uh, but just go images. You'll, you'll, you'll images. see stuff. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this is very good. Yeah, so some pretty. All right, all right, internet, you win this time. Yeah, what isn't on the internet? Oh, Barack Obama body pillow. Let me see if it exists. If, if you've thought that, then it exists. Uh, Can I say I went to I went to uh, uh, a mall um, in the northwest suburbs last week. And body, body pillows are everywhere, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, this is not, like, a weird thing. But, like, I used to, like, have a body pillow, like, to, like, sleep with. because no, like, I, like one of the, one of, like, the... Like, a long pillow. Yeah. 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 I didn't, like, do anything gross with it. But, like, just having one was, like, good to, like, you know, cuddle with. and. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. That's what most people um, do with them, right? Yeah, I, I bet... Uh, I am just going to copy this image of Barack Obama, paste it in our Discord chat, and moving on. I don't know. Uh, did like... you watch the Pokemon Presents from this morning, Justin? Uh, I did. Yeah, me too. And then I promptly forgot every part of no, it. Um, dude, 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 no, dude, no, 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 dude. You don't, you don't tell me you forgot every part of that. They, they announced that they're going to bring back the classic Pokemon trading card game decks, um, which means that everyone who's been selling them for $8 million... Um, doesn't have to anymore or maybe they do i don't really know how that all works oh the one the, i'm just like going down the list here about things they announced um there's a stop motion animated series from netflix called pokemon concierge which actually looks pretty good okay and by looks pretty good i mean like the concept sounds pretty good um uh so can we go back to the pokemon the original thing that's the thing you're talking about with the board right yeah i honestly they're, like, they're just like reprinting like the classic cards no i think this is a board game this is like a specific, like this is not just like the trading card game thing. It looks like it's like some sort of board game. They have pieces involved with it. They have like a gameplay table that you have. Um, they have all this other stuff that to me, this looks like it is different than just playing like Pokemon cards on a table. Oh, that's kind of cool. So I, I, I just assumed that 
it, this was that because I just don't know much about Pokemon cards. Because I was watching this and I was like, this is like when when I would play Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'd always want that like dual master arm thing that you can have that would like pop out. I first thought it was something like that. But this just looks like it's some kind of... Maybe it, maybe I'm just reading too much into this. Um, but it looks like it is some kind of like extra board game. Or maybe it's just like a cool way to play and they have like cool cards sleeves on it. I don't know, man. Sure. Not enough information was given about this to put this in a presents. I was trying to scour the internet for stuff about this before we recorded, and I got nothing. Because uh, it, it, it's just... <laughs> I, 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 like, I feel like a lot of these things are like that, right? Where they just go like, there's going to be more Pokemon stuff. And like, yeah, I fucking figured man. yeah they say like <laughs> yeah they say basically stay tuned for more information about pokemon trading card game classic um tcgpokemon.com slash classic is the website you can go to products and images shown are still in development with the exception of basic energy cards included in pokemon trading card game classic cannot be used in official tournaments so because it's not like official i don't know why or what that means i have no idea i'm telling you i, I truly have no i wish i did suspect but yes, I thought the stop motion thing looked pretty cool. I'd watch that. I'd like like I'd put that on and watch it and see what's up with that. Um, but you're still missing I, the best uh, thing. Uh, so I'm just gonna like fuck it. Like I'm just like scrolling past these like. There's like an update to Pokemon Unite. They're getting the legendary Pokemon from Pokemon Sword. You got more DLC for Pokemon Cafe Remix, which I know people are uh, crazy about. Uh, every single Pokemon Direct, there is an update to Pokemon Masters EX, which I have never played in my entire life. I've never met a person who plays this game. You're almost there. Um, but but all of the champions from previous games are in it, which I, w- I was excited to see Lance. I was excited to see Cynthia. I was excited. You know I was excited to see Steven. Um, it sounds like you just made then, up one. <laughs> what, Steven? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's in, he's in uh, Hoenn. He's in Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. Um, he's got cool silver hair and a Metagross. And his um, name is Steven. You're missing... Yeah, exactly. You got Cynthia. You got Lance, the dragon Pokemon. You got Steven. Um, <laughs> I assume... Are you Are you jokingly excited about Pokemon Sleep? Why? Jokingly? Dude, you're not know. collecting Pokemon. Just... You're collecting Sleep Styles. Because I saw that uh, with, with the Totodile, the Totodile yeah. sleeping, that was literally my dog sleeping. That's how he sleeps. That's like, cute. With the one eye sleeped, like, come on. Like, you're a so Snorlax. This is, if you're not familiar, apparently this was announced four years oh, ago. Oh, I remember this. They're like, Pokemon um, Sleep's coming out, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what is this? Yes, I don't remember this. Uh, and basically, it's like an app that will you can track your sleep with, uh, and then it will uh, tell you about what kind of sleep you have, and then compare it to a Pokemon. So, like, Snorlax, I assume, is like a sound sleeper. Um, Totodile, one eye, sleeping with one eye open. pretty cute. Rattata, doing that quick attack fucking me up at the beginning of a nuzlocke or something you know what i mean uh <laughs> i've never done one i did one once in college and i fucking wiped i would like, i would two, be so two bad hours, at two hours that. in and then i was like you watch these like nuzlocks of people doing it they're like they clearly like have done this before they make it look so easy and then you try to do it and it's like the i didn't under no i didn't know that real quick pokemon recommendation uh pokemon youtuber recommendation flygon hg he does like nuzlocke videos that are anywhere between like 30 and 45 minutes where he will like recap a full run and he does always does challenge runs yeah um where he'll do like all, only fire types mm-hmm. but it'll be oh he has two fire type encounters mm. so he's gonna beat the game with two with with a rapidash and a infernape mm. um crazy stuff he's all he's very he's very well spoken you know how his, his long his, that must things take? are great they're great 
Oh, I'm watching him. I'm like, dude, you you did this for 30 hours. And, Holy and shit. I'm looking at some of his videos, uh, like 150,000 views. Like, yep. I mean, that seems like a lot, but like, can I tell you this? I I I am very proud of Flygon HG. I discovered him uh, like last year uh, when I was just like big into watching Nuzlocks. And since I have discovered him, he quit. He has a PhD in in I don't know something. He's got he's like a doctor. That he quit his day job so that he could do Pokemon now because he's received so much support because he's like the best in the game in my opinion. People people talk about Pokemon challenges. He's a YouTuber uh, who does like Nuzlocke reactions. Uh, I, I find him to be a little cocky, but Flygon HG, humble beginnings, humble man. I love him. Pokemon Sleep. I guess I'm gonna learn that Shh. I'm I'm a Goomy. Just sleep. Just go to sleep. You're a Goomy. Pokemon <laughs> Goomy. Yeah. What Pokemon would you be if you had to choose to be one for sleeping in terms of your sleep? Mm, which one doesn't sleep well? Because I'm to that age when I just wake up at five in the morning. Let me tell you. Okay. Let, let's speak of my sleep for a second. I had my first Saturday to sleep in since I don't know forever. Yeah. This weekend. What should happen? No alarm was going off in my home. My silly little dog is on me, and he has learned that if he wants to get me up, he just puts his little paws right on my bladder, makes me have yeah. to go to the bathroom. So five in yeah. the morning, he's just on top of me, and my lovely wife just literally just pulls him off me, and then I he went back to sleep. However, I was already up, so he ruined it for me. I'm so sorry so to hear that. That's why I don't sleep anymore. My dog. Who's cute. But if you had to choose a Pokemon, which one would you be? To sleep? Yeah. Mm, I'd probably be a, um, a Vaporeon. Sure. Maybe I might be a Kakuna with the way that I sort mm. of... No, I, a Vaporeon because I would assume he does not. He pees a lot in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. Remember, sure. I'm getting older. I, would, I guess that's true. Maybe I would be... Um, a Mega Rayquaza. Oh, why a Mega? <laughs> I fucking love me. And my friends were talking about like, what Pokemon would you be? And we were talking, about, we were all giving like answers like, oh, fucking Beedoo for whatever. And that got to me. I was like, uh, probably Mega Rayquaza. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pokemon Sleep. And then they announced this very silly named item called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, um, which is like a. Remember when the Pokemon Go Plus came out? It was like a little button that you could press uh, for po- pairs of Pokemon Go. Apparently, Pokemon Go Plus Plus is used in Pokemon Sleep. I don't know about that. Oh, I used to have one um, somewhere, but I can't find it. It was on my desk, but is it on the floor? I can't it, find did it. You, does it just like you click it and you catch the Pokemon? Yeah, or what? it uses all your Pokeballs, um, and then you come back and you're like, why are you using all my Ultra Balls? I'm saving those for something rare. Yeah. And then uh, you got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC called, there's two of them. One is called the Teal Mask. And then the other one is called the Indigo Disc. That sounds dirty somehow. I don't know. <laughs> hey, girl, let me see that Indigo yeah, Disc. Can, can I see that Teal Mask, man? Come it on. It does. It kind of does. Yeah. Um, and they didn't show any gameplay of this. And I have a theory. Uh, maybe this is shitty of me. Maybe, is it because the gameplay doesn't look good? Well, that, <laughs> because they, they can't they, with a straight no, face no, no, say no, 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 no. buy this. See, you're you're a negative thing. Instead of having it a 3D open world, it's a 3D open world visual novel. So you just have to click to the next image, and they See, decide I to have like stills that. of everything. Um, I would like that. I have gone back to Pokemon a, a few times in the past three weeks, 
The Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Or and let me you tell got. you something. Yeah. I just can't get through it. It is like every time Dude, I had to stop. I could be wide ass awake. I could be on seven cups of coffee like I currently am right now. And I, if I get if I get that game open, I go like two feet and I fall asleep. I am a huge Pokemon fan. Yep. You are too. Yep. Huge. But damn it, I cannot play this game. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. I don't know if it's terrible. It's almost like without any direction, I don't have direction. I think that the way that they did it, we talked about this a little bit when it came out. I think that the way they did it was just not the way to go for me personally. Like I appreciate, I appreciated sword and shield the way that the the environments were like open and you know what I mean? But like, there was still like direction. I guess what you're saying. Sword Sword and shield was the perfect, my perfect Pokemon game. Yeah. I I just, I think that they just really fumbled Scarlet and Violet. And then just like, again, like, I think it looks ugly. Yeah. I thought I thought Sword and Shield like had a cool like distinct look, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Legends Arceus came out and I was like, oh, this looks bad. And then this other one came out and I, like I don't even like the the character models. Like the characters, like the kids don't look good. Why did they set it in a school if they were not going to have it be in a school? You can you can get to know your professors. They they teach you lessons they say you press the menu button by pressing start you know what i'm saying and then and then once you like listen to their lecture they're like your friendship has increased and then you're like and right wouldn't it be great wouldn't it be great if you played that game and it was like like i I would love to play like a game that like took this like pokemon school seriously you know what i mean like like if you did like persona but oh like yeah and they gave you, you know like, actual, like school like, yeah. was like an actual like thing they take you out in the field all right today we're we're out in the we're out in the field today uh we're meeting out class outside today we're writing poetry about pokemon how does well, this be so fun how does this ghastly make you feel oh this ghastly i thought you uh, said gassy <laughs> i feel gassy. oh gosh oh gosh we don't we don't talk about germ germbo <laughs> That's the character you were playing. Oh, got it. I just, I yes, and it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I was um, like, yeah, I don't know this. I don't care about. It. I mean, like, I watched this and it was just like, all right, I'm gonna forget all about all of this. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go to sleep every night and be like, one day I'll find out what my pokey sleep style is and I'll collect I can't all wait the sleep for styles. I can't wait for that for you. Yeah, I'll you. do it when it comes out. I'll do it with you and I'll be like, oh, cool. I'm a, uh, you know, Mega Tyranitar. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or like a just you know like Mega Charizard or something yeah, like that, no, and I'm you'll just, be you know fan fee or something. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> see that I bet fan fee. That's pretty good. Get some good sleep. I'm yeah. a Mareep tonight. You know what I mean? I'm counting my Mareep. Counting my Mareeps. Yeah. I'm a Maril tonight. Ooh. Because ooh. Uh, my evolved form Azumarill is actually pretty solid. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Can learn Rock type moves. Can learn Fairy type moves. I think it's Water Fairy maybe. Anyway. Um, Justin, let's talk about The Last of Us, the TV show. How about it? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> Let, um, let's do it. Spoilers. I don't know. I feel like we don't say that every episode, but uh, spoilers for The Last of Us TV show. Episode seven, Left Behind. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, okay. I found that this is a good TV show. But when I compare, and this may be unfair, but it doesn't feel unfair because it's an adaptation. When I compare it to the game, I just think the game is way better. Um, I think this felt like an episode of TV that felt like an 
aside that didn't really move the main story forward enough, um, which is odd. It's like this was based off a DLC. I I also, uh, yeah, I thought the connective tissue between the main story and the deal and like the flashback was pretty weak yes and uh in in the in the game it was great in the game it's really strong right where joel has been injured and then ellie is going to try and find supplies to save him right and then um catches him or or ends up in a mall right and she's like remembering the last time she was in a mall and that was with riley yep I thought that was great. Yeah. And they, they kind of set it up to have that same kind of thing when she was being pursued um, after the the college that they were at, that they could have easily had a moment where she's like, shit, 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 shit I got to do something. I got to help him. I got to help him. They could have that urgency in it. But yeah. it seemed like they were just trying to tie more to like this theme that you don't leave people behind. That is like, yes, you don't hit me over the head with this. Like we get it. And I think if it was that whole thing, I got to save you. I got to save you. I got to find something. Quit shit, shit, shit. If they, she, that was the whole mood to it. And they kept cutting between that moment and the left behind moments. I thought that would have fit so much better. Just like they did right. in the game. Because they just, they just bookend it, right? With yeah. her leaving. And then it's like, here's the whole scene. Here's the whole flashback. Yep. And then, oh, let's come back to her <laughs> leaving. It right? was, and it, like, it just wasn't. I think you can go back to episode three, which I still think is the best episode of TV I've seen in a long time. Agreed. That one, the way that was all structured, it didn't feel like it was, it felt complex with how it was all arranged in just the story of the two of them in a way that and I purposeful. think- And purposeful. This one, it was just like, we have this beginning, we have a middle, and we have an end. And that's all it kind of got us. And it didn't satisfy with any of those stories. I thought the ending of the flashback scene, very disappointing and sudden. The beginning was just not great. And then the ending, I was just like, okay, yeah, you didn't leave. Duh. Well, right, right. Like in them talking about the behind the scenes of the episode, uh, to be be entirely honest with you, I know you've been listening to the podcast that goes along with the show, and I know you've recommended it, and I am interested in listening to it. I just haven't had the time. I found that I disagree with like a lot of the interpretations of like Neil Druckmann uh, about The Last of Us, which is odd because like, you know, he's like the writer, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like he's like one of the writers um, for it, like one of the main writers. And so like every time like he talks about his interpretations of it, I'm always like, whoa, I like do not agree. Like he compares like the whole like leaving uh, Riley behind, like with leaving Joel behind. And I don't, it felt like an odd comparison to me because I don't see any parallels between Joel and Riley. So I think you're taking the context of Druckmann is talking about in the video game. I don't think that's what he's talking about. He's talking about in this episode, in this show with how they structured it. No, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that he's saying like that there's this parallel between leaving Riley behind and leaving Joel behind and she's not going to leave him behind. She's not going to leave him behind. And, and for me, I'm like, well, she didn't choose to leave Riley behind. She fucking died. <laughs> and like Ellie would have died too. If, if like she wasn't immune, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like she made some of the conscious choice with Riley really, in my opinion. Um, 
other than returning after she got mad at her but like to me that wasn't like that's not the same moment as with what's going on with joel but also i just feel like the relationship between joel and ellie is a different type of relationship than riley and ellie had you know what i mean riley and ellie obviously like had this crush this like this like love like romantic love and joel and ellie don't like that's not it i okay so i i think I need more clarification as to what moment about her leaving and coming back that you're talking about or that Druckmann was talking about. Is it when she started to leave the mall and then came back? Is it that once uh, they didn't turn um, that they would come back? Because first of all, that was left super unresolved. And I will be very disappointed if they never come back to the end of that scene in the rest of the series. End of what scene? The Riley and Ellie scene after they were bit and they're sitting next to each other and they one of them turns. So I agree. Uh, I am going to assume that they will not come back to it because they kind of she says, like, could be two hours, could be two days. And she knows that tomorrow the fireflies are going to come pick her up. So I assume that's when they meet up with Marlene and I assume that she like they obviously I think obviously Ellie survives, but I think that what's her name survives long enough to meet up with Marlene and then they kill her. So like, but there still has to be a moment. Why wouldn't the fireflies kill Ellie? I guess they're both bit. Like you know what I mean. Like there's got to be. Do, I do. There's got to be something that happens there that could provide more context to it. Is it the fact that they separate them and then they find out that one changes the other one doesn't and Ellie's trying to get to her but doesn't like it could have worked for me, but it just felt yes. like the way that ended. It was just so unresolved. I mean, I, yeah, you go ahead. You're about to say something. Justin, this is what I'm talking about with the dead space remake. This is exactly what I'm talking about with the dead space remake. I think the left behind DLC is a standalone package is probably, and which is what this episode was, right? Is probably one of the best things Naughty Dog has ever done. I mean, like, I think it is so tight in terms of being that story with the flashback mixed with the present day gameplay stuff and why she's remembering all of these things is so, so good. And, and in present day, she's having this emotional moment because not only is she worried about saving Joel, but she's like having this like memory, right? That she probably hasn't thought about very much since because there hasn't been any time, right? It's all just been survive, survive, survive. And it's like, oh, yeah, this thing happened, right? It's so good. And the problem with this TV show is that there are certain episodes that are just beat for beat the exact same as the game. And when that happens, I always, I, I tend to not like that because it's like this game is already, per in my opinion, one, like almost perfect, right? Like, I, I think that when you change this story really, or if you're just going to like beat for beat, redo this story, something's going to be lost. Which, whereas like there are places for it to jump off that Bill and Frank thing. They, if they just remade that, it would have been fine, but it would have just been like, why are we rehashing this? Whereas they, they said, what if we use that as a jumping off point and told a better story, a different story, right? I That works specifically for TV. I don't know. I kind of disagree because I feel like they have not done everything beat for beat. Everything they put a little bit of a different flavor or twist on um, – in the in the in the series like the beginning they provided more uh more sarah um and her exploring the world in the initial episode they had um <clears throat> when uh, first met ellie i thought that wasn't quite scene for scene because they kind of shortened a lot of this stuff and made it more like joe less of an interesting character um it just feels like they did enough different 
to make it I'm not unique. S- I'm not saying like like that they didn't that they've been like lifting the whole thing from the game. I'm saying like this episode in particular to me felt like they just lifted the the whole story from the game and didn't go anywhere with it. Didn't really change anything about it to make it more suitable for TV or, or adapt it really well. Similarly, uh, I thought the, the episode, I think it's episode two where they're going through the, like the museum and all that sort of stuff. Like that's just a scene lifted directly from the game and it's fine. Like it's, it's whatever, but like it, it doesn't elevate it to me. It's just, it's just a rehash and it feels a little like it feels a little, we didn't know what to do with this. So we just did the exact same thing. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I would say this one actually it's fault was it didn't go shot for shot for what the game did. Um, the, the differences that I made that I think they did well with it. Um, I honestly mm. think them building, uh, Riley and Ellie's relationship was better. I think one of the things that this show yeah, does sure. really well is build relationships better, um, mm. over like long term things. Like I feel like specifically using the, um, Bill and Frank using, uh, Ellie and, uh, what's her name? Um, Riley. Riley using them and like that slow build of their relationship just really worked for me for both of them in ways that I don't think the game really got across some of the subtleties of their relationship. I would agree. And I would also add that I think that uh, they do a really good job of setting up the tension between them and why yeah. that Riley would go defect to the fireflies and, and like that Ellie is going to have potentially have this like better life and that Riley's going to be, yeah. you know, just and, like and, grunt. And I think part of it too is like part of that is probably because they didn't cut away and they kept building that relationship and they yeah, spent extended fair. time with them. Though I still agree that I would rather have seen what they did in that tension building. But one thing I thought they really did well other than that was that scene when they're in the arcade and they slowly pan away to the single um, yeah. infected. Because what that did was it had every scene after that was filled with this tension and you know what happens. I know what happens. People who don't know what happens know that things could happen. But even for me, knowing that they're doing it differently, I didn't know when that jump zero was going to come. And they kept playing upon that. Uh, when you heard the screaming in the, in the uh, Halloween store, like, Oh yeah, God, this yeah. is the moment I thought that was happening there. So I never really knew what to expect of when that jump scare would be because they showed that moment. Like, Oh God, something's going to happen. When is it going to happen? Um, and I forget like in the actual DLC when that happened, but I thought how they broke up that moment between them was perfect. Um, that's, with that that's how it is. In the game. Is, is it same, the same thing in the game at that moment? So they're dancing, they have their kiss, which by the way, in the show I thought was spectacular. Oh yeah. So many good uh, things. Um, about yeah. Uh, but, but so they, they're dancing, they have that kiss and then they realize like, Oh shit, we're being really loud. Yep. And then it's a horde of infected yeah. run in. So, um, what but, I didn't like about the TV show that they did well in the game was the mixing of the present and the past in a way that just felt perfect. Agreed. This one missed it in the, in the TV show, but I feel like it developed the relationship better, created tension. And the worst thing about it was the bookends for me, the, the, the connection thing. Um, and I thought because of how they did it, it just really felt like an aside. It felt like it wasn't important. It felt like it gave context to Ellie, but it didn't bring much of anything else. So while I didn't Agreed. like this episode on like a backward, like a like a how it fits into the whole thing of it, it felt like a piece of DLC. It feels unessential. It feels like you could skip it and be fine. I liked how they built that relationship. And I, I think Bella Ramsey is fucking killing it as Ellie. And I'm going to say something controversial, Peter. Tell me. Uh-oh. 
I like her better than Ellie in the game. Whoa! I think she's doing a good job. I think that I would say I I probably prefer Ashley Johnson. I um, I would say obviously we'll I know where she goes in um, yes. the second game, and I think obviously like that's a very different thing. But I feel like the Ellie in the first game is pretty one dimensional until you get to the left behind stuff. Then you start to see a little bit more with her. Um, I maybe I just feel like she is much more of a developed, complicated kid in this one that I feel often takes the scene and seals the scenes over um, Joel uh, whenever uh, Pedro Pascal's in it. I think she is the one constantly being the center of attention and the more interesting character when they're together, whereas I don't think that was necessarily the case in the in the video game because I think Joel was much more of that kind of like comforting figure, that like realistic figure. And in this one, it feels like Joel is often the one that is reeled in and controlled by Ellie much like you get in the second game. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think that, um, yeah, I, I think I, I want to reserve my judgment about all that until it's over. And um, yeah, and I also want to reserve that judgment until I play part one again, because I know they do some better um, facial capture and stuff like that to get yes. a lot more of the subtleties uh, that, that the characters do. Um, but I would I would contest what you said about her being a one dimensional character in the first game. I think she's I mean, like, I think she starts out that way because it's just like this fucking kid. And then she really does grow into being uh, having a lot of layers to her. Um, I will say this, though, uh, I also didn't like. What I love in the game, Joel falls on that thing on that rebar and then you shoot your way out of the, the college and then he falls off the horse and it's like, Oh fuck. And then it's like a hard cut to, I think winter. I think that's the, the transition. And which is, I just assume like a week or two. Um, and then you're playing as Ellie and there's this whole tension of like, did Joel die? Like the first time I played, I was like, did he die? And it was this whole game like setting up like Ellie needs to survive and like Ellie's learning all these things from him. And then eventually she meets up with that, uh, the, the cannibal guy and is like, I need medicine for someone. And it's like, oh no, he's alive. You know what I mean? And there, there, there is this just like nice little piece of tension. Whereas in this, just the instant, uh, uh, instant answer of no, he's alive. I is, yeah. um, I think deflates it. I bit. agree with that, but I think the way this was set up, it could have worked well for me if you had a better bookend to this episode. But with it being kind of a throwaway to that, like they could yeah. have easily gone into a situation where she's on her own surviving and they're cutting back to her trying to survive at a more slow level while they in cut the back to her in the mall. Right? They could have yes. done that without having Joel there, without having any of that stuff. And at the end of the episode, fuck Joel's alive. Oh, she she comes back with the with supplies. Yeah, for like, him. oh my god, yeah. like that could have worked for me, and I I totally get that. I understand why they didn't do the time jump because that also doesn't always didn't always make sense to me. Like why all of a sudden it's like the middle of winter. Um, yeah, but um, no, yeah, I agree. I think the I understand why they didn't have that because they need to get the left behind in there and where it fits in the game. That's like where it happens. Yes, but they didn't make it fit the way it fit in the game. So they didn't yes. need to not do that. So, and also like, I don't like, I, I hope we're not coming down too hard on this. I mean, it's a good show. Like it is a very good show. 
it's just that I think that my problem is often like when you have something that I think is like pretty perfect, when you, you stand to lose more when you touch it and fiddle with it, you know what I mean? Than to gain. Um, and so something like this that I feel is didn't alter it enough to, to really like, the past few episodes have felt this way a little bit. And we talked about this a little bit, right? About like, it didn't, it hasn't, it's me. It hasn't like pushed it enough to really be different in the way that I thought that the promise of that Frank and Bill episode did. Do you know, like, like that Frank and Bill episode made me like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see how they expand this. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I don't want to see a different story necessarily. Like I want to see the same story. <laughs> And I think yeah. the the Bill and Frank part, I think to me that was such that made a moment in the game so much better. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like not that I want a different story. Like, that's uh, you know they're they're interpreting the show the, the game, but like it, to interpret it for TV so that it doesn't f- just feel like oh remember this this was the video game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I. I guess I think I just don't know if they needed to do that. And I think as the mm-hmm. viewer, the fact that they did it with that episode, that was the perfect opportunity because those are characters that really aren't essential. Um, yeah. That really don't take away from Joel and Ellie's story that yeah. the whole time subverted our expectations of it. And I think if they did that every episode, I would not have reacted the same way because sure. what are they going to do? Rewrite the ending? No. Like, are they going to rewrite? what's going to happen in the next episode significantly? Probably not. Like there'll be, uh, but there'll be some changes to it, but like, I don't think it will be a drastic change as the way that episode was. Sure. Because that was completely different. Yeah. Like from their relationship to how they met to everything with that. And I think they did such a good job of slow building that relationship. And I still think one of the, the greatest strengths of this series is them building long-term relationships. Um, and I, I know you don't necessarily agree with this, but I feel like the slow play of Joe Manelli's relationship for me is working better with the extended time we get with them. Not in terms of like a three hour mission when you're going through sewers, but mm-hmm. this day to this day to this moment, like even that, like the jump of them in that couple in the, in the, in the woods right before they got to Tommy's that moment was like different from the last time we saw each other. And I'm just seeing that relationship and that trust build in front of my eyes over time better than I did in the game. Because the game, they get four days, four seasons that you basically are following throughout the whole thing that there's a lot of that in between stuff that just, you're kind of jumping between. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that they can take time with moments in the series more so than the game to do that and to jump and to focus on other characters. I'm just liking a lot. Um, and I think almost every relationship I like better in the TV show than I do in the game. Interesting. Joel and Tess, so much better in the TV show. Oh, agreed. Um, agreed. Sarah and Joel, so much better in the video in the agreed. TV show than it was in the video game. Um, I still think Ellie's relationship with Joel, um, which could be the controversial one, I think, with you, I think is developed in a way that makes more sense. I think watching Joel's heart melt, seeing Pedro Pascal, instead of like seeing it happen from behind his shoulders during some dialogue in a, in a level, seeing him yeah. react to her That's more fair. frequently yeah. is just so much more rewarding for me. And I think I just really am buying these characters a lot. And I don't think I like Pedro Pascal as much as I like Joel Miller in the video game. 
um, because mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm playing Joe Miller in the video game, he feels more like me, if that makes sense, because you're controlling yeah, sure. him, so he's your character. And I think that's part of the reason why in part two people get so mad um, with what happens mm -hmm. early in the game. But I don't know. I'm just really digging because he's your avatar for Seth. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I like this show a lot. I think it's really good. Um, Agreed. I think I can nitpick things through the stars about certain things, but more often than not, the choice there's still one bad choice in this in the show for me. I guess two now. If I'm talking about the bookends of this, and that has to do with a stupid tentacle kiss. Yeah, it was stupid. That was the dumbest moment. That I'm glad I only had one moment to talk about like that. Uh, I will say this too. I saw some oh, weirdly enough flag on HG <laughs> on Twitter uh, tweeted like every single Sunday. I mourn the excellent cold opens that we got for episodes one and two. You're right. Yeah. But to be I, fair, I get it. I get it at a certain point. Just get over it. Um, but it, it like, oh, those were so like chilling. I um, really hope we get a cold open next week. Two people in a mall yeah. falling asleep sure. next to each other. She wakes up. <laughs> oh God. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And then that could, that could, add, that could add some, you know, some that might, depth there too. Yeah. That might fix about my her problem. having to kill her. Cause yeah, she no, I agree. like, Oh my God. By the way, I loved the scene when they both got bitten. I forget how similar that was to the game. Totally different. Their reactions it. to it was loved it. Like so real thinking about these kids who really haven't experienced this kind of stuff. Like it's just, it was, it, it was, that was done so well. Wait, do you mean, do you mean her breaking all the shit and then Riley being on the ground? No. Was that not in the game? That was in the game. Oh, but before that, like right after they got bit, before they even like right. did the cut to that, like yeah, yeah. Um, I forget if they had a flashback or something to interrupt those two moments, but like when Ellie realizes she's bit, she does that like really like primal scream. Oh, and, and she then, yeah, and she and then she just shows her hand like that, and like there's just yeah. this like sinking feeling of just like sat, like it was so good. Yeah, agreed. Good show. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Hitbox. Appreciate you sticking around for a longer one. I just we once you get once you get us start talking about the Last of Us, we don't know when to stop. That's evident because we've recorded 133 episodes of this podcast, um, and that is uh, again started because we played the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, so uh, I'll be interested to, to hear Justin your um, your opinions as well, uh, like on the Last of Us Part One, like the game, because um, I'm assuming that this is a road to you eventually picking that up. Um, do you know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I will be interested to hear like to just hear your thoughts on that because because that game was like I was like the only person I know who played that game. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like when it came out, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I talked to it's my friend Kevin Diaz about it, but um, yeah. So I'm, I'll be excited to hear your thoughts on that. And damn, you know what? I could probably be convinced to play it again as well. Maybe we um, should do that for some wanted. bonus content. Ooh, we could do that as well. A we could cereal, do that so we to speak. Well. Mm, you want to a cereal? <laughs> We could, do, um, we could do cereal and cereal um every week we do a part of the last of us part one and a cereal to pair with the mood oh the whole thing the whole thing will just be like the sound of clickers and crunching oh 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 man <gasps> we could call it clickers and crunching clickers and crunch clicker crunch clickos click 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 echoes, 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 click echoes,
especially to our deluxe podcast producers, Jay Noel and Dave Parker. If you want to join their ranks, get your name read in every single episode and get an extra 30 minute bonus episode every single week. Hop on over to patreon.com slash hitbox pod, become a $3 deluxe podcast producer or a $1 podcast producer. If not, no worries. Again, follow us on Twitter at hitbox pod rate this episode on your podcast player of choice and, um, Join our Discord server. Link to that is in the description of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Am I forgetting anything, Justin? Um, and if you want, on the count of three, we're both going to scream bloody murder. Are you ready? A one. I'm not going to do that. A I don't, two. two okay. A three. Ah! Bloody murder! I'm screaming bloody murder. You see what I did there? <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I like what you did. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>